You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Amy76, bring us in episode number 160 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris Hero, my guy J Dub. What out, what out? 160 is here and in the books. Right, and we got what? so much to talk about. I know that, you know, I'm, I'm excited to kind of go over the predictions from week five, the results, because I believe I had a couple games right. But we're definitely going to start with the NBA. We're going to preview first the Western Conference, kind of talk about some things and some teams out West. And then we'll do the Eastern Conference on 161. We'll talk about NFL Week 5. We'll talk about everything that happened in Week 5. And we'll preview Week 6. But, Jared, let's start with the NBA. Let's start with – I know we said we were going to talk about the West. But let's start with Milwaukee. Because Damian Lillard's comments about still talking about Miami. How does – you know, if you're a Bucks fan or you're a member of that roster, how how do you feel about that? If I'm – Giannis and them out. If I'm Giannis, I wouldn't care. Because at the end of the day, Giannis can single-handedly say he's better than almost the entire Heat roster. That's, I think that's a fair statement to say. I feel like he thinks he has a better roster than them. So if you're the Bucks, you're just like, man, we we know we weren't his first choice. Like at the end of the day, that we as that was that's documented, that's reported, that's known. It's been said out He know he wasn't their first choice. The first choice for Damian Lillard was the Miami Heat. The venue, the destination, the players. Yeah, that was his first choice. So when they ask him a question like that, he's going to give a realistic answer. But then he'll also come out and say, hey, I'm happy where I'm at now because we didn't. nobody really thought the Bucks had a, a shot, like a, a legit, legit shot to really get Dame, especially after everything that was said and done. So now that the if you're the Bucks fans, you're like, man, he's going to love it here because now you're just like, we got him. Like you, you here to win as a chip. Now you about to play with the best player that you've ever played with in your career. So – if you're the Bucks, you're like, okay, this is probably the last. This isn't gonna be the first or last time he's probably gonna be asked about the Heat. Because at the end of the day, when he, it's so wildly reported that you wanted to go to Miami, everybody's gonna ask you those same questions. But now that he's in Milwaukee, I feel like again, once they we see them actually play, conversation changes drastically because we're gonna see how dominant those two are on the court. Right. Um, there is, I mean, it could be like some residual, like you said, like some ruffled feathers or whatever. But I don't think it's nothing lasting. I don't think that. Fans should be concerned. I don't think that players should be concerned. I don't think Dame should be concerned. Like, you know, there's nothing he can do with Miami. This team, you know, Miami, which is nice. It's a nice team, but it doesn't have Giannis. Like, Giannis is the stud. You know what I mean? Like, Giannis is the the, the piece that you hold out for if you're a franchise. So, Miami would have been nice for all the extra residuals that we talked about in the episode before. But as far as on the court and what they can do with the pick and, you know, they can go pick and roll, they can go pick and pop, they can go inverted pick and roll and have Lillard set picks like they talked about. You know, they, they can do different creative things on offense and have, you know, and Lillard has somebody who, who can share the, the, the responsibility offensively and effectively, you know, that, that complements his game in a way that, you know, you're not, like he said it himself, are you going to clog the paint? Or are you going to let me, you know, let him shoot nine threes a game? So Milwaukee has this 
a, a new ability to kind of beat teams, which is they can beat teams with a superstar perimeter player that can create his own shot from anywhere on the floor. And they have something other teams don't have, and that's Giannis. So I wouldn't be overly concerned, like you said, Jared. Yeah, it's um crazy that this had occurred. What the worst part about, I think, the media trying to spin this, uh, or not media trying to spin, Dame being asked these Miami questions still, is just the fact that the 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 propel when they play each other is going to be so big. Like Dame was already in Miami, so like this is like like one of them. These they, we're going to see a, a Miami versus Bucks game. You're going to be like the what of the what if, and it, especially if the Miami Heat were to win that regular season game, you know. So I think that again, this is this is going to follow Dame for a while. The only thing that's like that he needs to be focused on now is the fact that if you look at the circulation of the Eastern Conference, his team is by far one of the best, if not the headlining team in the East. And we'll stop it right there because it's all about the Eastern Conference that you're going to get for this episode. Jared, <laughs> just facts. That's these it. Are facts. These are facts. But not to derail your point, but kind of let's pivot now to the Western Conference because you look at Lillard's former team in the Blazers, right, and you look at what they have with Aiton and, and um, Robert Williams and you, you know, a lot of new pieces in that team, but they have Scoot Henderson also, Anthony Simons, Matisse Thibel, who they acquired at the trade deadline last year, Jeremy Grant, who they signed to a big extension. Where does that team fit in the West? It doesn't. Because <laughs> what do you, what do there's you mean? a lot of teams in the West. <laughs> the Blazers at the bottom. They they in the rebuild. They at the bottom now. They got to let their guys breathe and play and hoop. That's it. Like that's it. That's really what they are right now. Yeah, like, but they got a lot of guys who don't who were playing on contending teams last year. And now they aren't. Like I mean, and it's not that's like it's a it's a horrible thing to say, but it's not it's the fact. Like Aiden didn't want to be on a contender. If we're being realistic, he wanted to he wanted to leave before go to the Pacers. We don't know if they were a contender or not. Now I think this season they have a chance to make playoffs. Again, we're not talking about the East, but just in general, that was a destination for him. He goes to the Blazers and he's twenty five years old. He could really just improve his game to them either help this rebuild where they can maybe compete again next three years or he's out the door he can just be out the door when his contract ends and he'll just hopefully be a better player because that's what the goal is for him to be a better player scoot's good he needs to develop Anthony simons is good but there's not like those two like, it'd be really shocking if the if this team was to make a play-in push it'd be really shocking if they do that's a very a lot of, that's not a very lot that's weird that's a lot of credit going to Chauncey Billups. Huge, huge amount of credit would go to him for the way he would have coached them, the system that he would have created to support the level of talent that he has. Because now he has a lot of he has a lot of good talent, just not superstar level talent. But they're 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 a bottom seed team that's still going to get a, a very good pick for next year and probably the year after. Like they they poised to do some things. And right now the Western Conference might have the most picks. Like out of all the teams, Western Conference might have like three teams that hold the most picks in the NBA combined. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of teams like that, Jared. There's there's too many. There's like, as I thought about what you said about the Blazers being at the bottom of the list, right? At the bottom yeah. of the West. At the bottom. How far down the bottom are they? Are they like who are they? They compete are they for better? the worst or the third worst. Who are they better than? Are they better than the Spurs? I don't think so, but they could be. I don't think so, though, but anything's possible when you're competing does for the Wimbin- most, right? Does the addition of Wembenyama on a team that was terrible last year, does, like, are we ready to put, it, put that team over Portland? 
as currently constructed. I've never known Greg Pop to really when he starts getting talent around his, his the talented roster, his teams being completely trash. Like we've seen him make playoffs with a DeRozan style team, right? And that team's roster was comparable to this roster now, just without the allure of a DeMar DeRozan. They still have their same core and Devin Vassell. They just paid for the rookie extension. Keldon Johnson's still there. He's very good. He's only improving. And these guys are legit. I think like 24 and 26 now a piece, like very young. They need a point guard. If you think if you're, you're not really sold on the Trey Jones thing, but they have a solid roster. It's not nothing crazy, but when it comes to a core that's built around rebuilding your, for your franchise player, they're more set in stone than the, the Blazers are. If you just think about it in, in, entirely, like, the Blazers are still trying to figure out what they want to do when it comes to who are we going to be building around. They brought in Aiton, that's great, but they're not building around Aiton. Aiton's supposed to either be built for Scoot or how they want to just play, how they're going to try to figure out what, what's next young player they're going to bring in. That's going to be the franchise guy, right? Like, we know Scoot was going to be their de facto point guard, but he's going to be the franchise point guard or just somebody that's there to help them build around somebody else. Like, they don't have a, a real identity of what they want. Spurs have their identity, so you could – biggest biggest flex that the the spurs could do is make a play in that's just i think that'll be just a, a crazy thing that pop would have coached them into but i don't think it's, right. they're going to happen but that'll be like the spurs are either going to be a bottom tier team or a playing c team which is like you don't know where that's going to go the, the, that's complete opposite for the portland trailblazers they're not in a, any playoff contention they're not in any playing contention none of that but let me ask you this they were a a team last year right that finished at the bottom of the of the Western Conference, right? They finished. Yeah, because the they uh, they sat Dame after like that seventy one. Thirteen, yeah. so they were the third worst team in the West, right? Yep. Are they? I'm going to name you the three teams ahead of them. Utah? Are they better than Utah? No. Are they better than Dallas? No, not even, no. Dallas is going to make the playoffs this year. Are they better than OKC? I don't know. No, no, OKC making the playoffs for sure this year. Okay, so let me ask you this, right? Because there's a lot of teams that's playoff caliber teams. Who the doesn't West make deep. it? Who the doesn't West make is it? Deep, y'all. Like, the West is who, really deep. Who doesn't make it, Jared? Well, Portland for sure not making it. Um, honestly, Rockets aren't making it, Chris. I, I feel like we know that. Rockets, Portland might be they. They might be the one and two bottom. The, I don't so, think I'll, I'll, so Mevin, I, how do you want better? I'll just name you every playoff team last year. You tell me if they're going to make it or not. Obviously, number one was Denver. Denver yes. Okay. They'll probably be one again this year. I'm not Memphis. saying, I, I locked that in, but they'll probably be one okay. again. Memphis? They should make it. Sacramento? They should make it. They're a vastly better team. I, I hate to keep calling them poverty because they showed me they can make the playoffs, but they're they're better. They should make the playoffs. They were a three seed last year, Jared. Yeah, but the West is the West was different. West the West is healthy this year so far. Knock on wood. Hell healthy. They may they might not be three again, but anything's okay. possible. Phoenix. They should easily make it. Clippers. They should make it. That's five. Golden State. They should make it. That's six. Lakers. They should make it. That's seven. Minnesota. Questionable. New Orleans. Quite play in. So Minnesota playing. Uh, New Orleans playing. Oklahoma City. Playing. Honestly, I think so, they make the playoffs. So basically, you got the same. The same. So you, got the Dallas same out. you got Dallas out. No. Damn, I do have Dallas out. Dallas should make playoffs this year. So you basically, are you swapping Dallas and Minnesota? Yes. 
Or I'm actually swapping Portland and Minnesota. Dallas is still fringe because we just don't know how their roster looks. So you think Minnesota is worse than Portland? No. I mean, Portland's at the bottom. They're like what? The 15th team or 14th team. Because you just said swap Portland and Minnesota. I, was I mean, I mean I'm sorry. I meant swap um, um, OKC with Minnesota. Like the play-in team. That, the playoff team, I think, is going to confirm a playoff spot. Don't know if they're going to be. They're 8-6. So, 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 think, 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 so you think Oklahoma City is top eight? I think so. I think they finally got the, the roster. They want healthy. Shea's this, averaging, what, 34 a game? But this, this is, is their year. I understand this is kind of like. Very early, very yeah, this, I, again. I don't know what the trajectory is gonna look like until Christmas, but that super, I got early. I think OKC can make the playoffs. I've been sold on it enough to think I could agree with okay, it. Okay, so you think of all the teams in the West, Minnesota take, is the team to take the step back. I, yeah, look at the roster construction they have, the guy like the guys and pieces they've moved. It just doesn't it does, the twin tower bigs doesn't work. Mike Conley was the only glue. That even held them uh, held them together. That was like, the paper was ripping off the wall because they were not going to make the playoffs. And then Mike Conley gets there, and then they finally have a playmaker that wasn't DeAndre Russell that was helping them like coalesce through and get their games they needed to make the playoffs. And then yeah, I like Jamie Daniels and Anthony Edwards a lot, but I just don't know if that's enough when you talk about the trajectory of the West. There's so many teams just better than them and deeper than them that they could fall out again, especially if if um. They don't win this the amount of games they need to win if Rudy Gobert and Towns just don't flow like they're supposed to flow, right? It's just that's just how it's going to be because they put a lot of money into Gobert and it just hasn't worked out yet at all. It hasn't. Right. Honestly, think. Honestly, and I've said it before, Minnesota should probably look into trading Towns. Yep. Like Minnesota, Minnesota's way out of that kind of kind of situation they're in where it's kind of like. Uh, I don't know where to do what to do with this. Is the trade towns? We've sure. gotten two years of Anthony Edwards in towns. It's, it's yeah, just doesn't quit. Get a quality, get a quality wing. Get a you know get quality pieces and trade towns to a team that could use a big to stretch the floor. And I think that it would also help towns as if he can get into the paint again and get more physical, not only on offense but you know those defensive boards and kind of just be using his his size as an advantage a team i don't know if there's a team that could automatically use him that has the requisite pieces that could trade minnesota that's you know uh, I, I really don't have anything anybody i got two teams they're not in the west i can i can think of like maybe the hawks cool. or the knicks would trade for towns See, either my, one of those two could work about, in my opinion about the hawks is they have capella which is go i think yeah but if i was yeah it was a go bell light so you again and same with the knicks they got mitch robinson like they got Mr. Robinson. They got, you know. It's real questionable. He needs to be somewhere where he is the top. He is the big. Like, I know that people I know people don't really like to have Towns be a big because he's not as physical as the other bigs, and I understand that. But I think him at his best is the ability to at least attempt to be physical with these other bigs. Use his athleticism against bigs like Mitchell Robinson and Gobert and Capella on the offensive end, you're going to kind of punt on the defense. Like, you know, like if he's in the paint, he's going to get, I mean, but a lot of them guys, a lot of the Capellas and the Gobert, they don't have great post games. Like they can affect the game from the post, but they're not going to hit you with a move. Ooh, you know, hit you with a nope. shoulder. They're not nope. doing that. They going, it's going to be real straightforward. So I think you can you can take your chances if you're a a, a team that's employing Towns as your center, kind of like if how the Lakers 
Kind of how, how the Lakers do with AD. Like, so then AD if, doesn't oh, like really want to play center, but him and Towns kind of are similar. Then if you're all in like that, best Western Conference team to make that move would be the Mavs, right? Again, that means they got to give up a collection of their pieces that they just now like got in that are defensively Re-ass- supposed to help. Reassembled. Yeah, reassembled the collection of pieces that they just got, which is good. I like the I like the roster that they've started to fill out if you're the Mavs, which is why I think they can make the playoffs. But if you're talking about a team that's like, oh, wait, we got to go all in with this Kyrie Luka thing. Let's get us a big that, yes, can rebound, but we we think he can, have, he can play tougher, but we just haven't seen it because of what's surrounded around him. Then, yeah, I think that could work in the Dallas. But, again, that's – I just think the Timberwolves have just done so much when it comes to they, they're they trying to incorporate this big philosophy where they have not only Towns and Gobert, but they just paid Nas Reed to come off the bench. It was a very good big, but they just paid him. That's that's three. They have three top-tier paid bigs in the league, all on the same roster. It just – it's becoming convoluted where all wait, two of them can shoot. Nas can do in and out. He can shoot and he can play down low, everything like that. Rico can't do any of it, but he's talking about he's adapting his game to shoot. It's just like you're all trying to morph into this one superstar player when you're just all like y'all trying to fuse. They they're fuse pieces, it. Like, they're pieces of a good player. Yeah, like you're, each of your games makes sense together, but three of you guys separated on the court at the same time just doesn't work. Like I would hate to ever see a lineup if you tell me, yeah, we got Towns at the three. Nas at the four, Gobert at the five, Mike Conley at the one, Edwards at the two. That I don't that lineup should they, never ever be thrown out. But if it ever was, they've run that. Oh, that's gross. Oh, they only ran it I think because of uh, McDaniel's that broke his hand in that playing game, which is again an unfortunate side effect of when anger takes over. But yeah, it's like I, I, again we've said it on this pod when it originally happened. The Gobert trade was just so premature. It didn't make sense. They threw a ton of picks to get him. And now it just still hasn't really worked out as much as they thought. I don't think it's going to work out again this season, but yeah, I'm not going to say I'm going to be surprised if it does. I don't think it's going to work out this season. I think the Pelicans are better than them. I think if we're talking about a team that's on the fringe outs is the, is the Timberwolves. I think they're on the fringe outs. If the, the Pelicans was eyeing the healthy, boom, swap that. Yeah, I, here's the thing, and I wonder how long they're going to play this if Zion's healthy thing. For as long as he's if healthy, like it's really just as far as long as he's if healthy. But how long until the McCollum's and the Ingrams kind of get tired of this? Well, Ingram hasn't even signed the extension that he could have been offered this and and this uh, off season. So I guess that's fringe. Who knows if he was offered it? But if it was offered, it's fringe because of the fact that he's probably looking to see how this season plays out as well. Like, yeah, we got McCollum. But that was because we got McCollum to help be a playmaker for both of us. Mm-hmm. And then McCollum hasn't – McCollum's the, regressing just a little bit. It's not like his shooting's going, but it's regressing as a playmaking elite w- guard wing that he was or whatever he was. But Ingram was he, took out of the playmaking roles was, was he really elite? Or did, no. Or did I think he, he was – He was he very good and looked better next to Dame. He was way better next to Dame. And then you know he, like, Was he very good? He's a very good player on his own. Who looks borderline superstar next to an elite? He looked like player. how Kyrie Irving looked next to DeRozan. He looked good, all star esque next to like borderline fringe all star X next to uh, Dame. He's now on his own system with Brandon Ingram and who we hope Zion's healthy. That's kind of how Kyrie was. Again, he's younger than Kyrie. He still plays a lot better than Kyrie. But that's how Kyrie was when Lowry. Went to go to the Heat, right? Like we thought Lowry was going to be this good starter that was going to either either do what he did or excel at it. But he's been 
very consistently solid. Like, it hasn't been horrible. Like, there's bad games everywhere. But he has never been like, oh, he's the worst player on the court, right? Like, Lowry, McCollum have never been the worst player on the court. They play their games when it comes to the playmaking and trying to facilitate an offense, and they shoot. Cool. Ingram now has to pick up more of the load, which he did. Playmaking-wise, elite offensive scoring-wise, everything. Zion's been hurt. If Zion's healthy, dynamics all change again. But now you're, you're a team that's like, okay, we got what we needed. We found because we saw a glimpse of it when McCollum got traded there and Zion was healthy. That was his healthiest season. And uh, Brandon Ingram was there, and all three were playing together. They looked very good. Right. But we only got a, a taste and a glimpse of that. So if we're now going into the season with the expectation that Zion is good, he's lost his weight, he's locked in mentally, okay, then yeah, that throws out a lot of other teams that we thought were should be in the playoffs out the window because the West is just so deep. But I, I don't, again, yeah, well, how long the whole Zion of it all is just ruining this whole conversation because you just don't know if he can last because of just the body, the way he plays basketball, like how athletically gifted he is, like stuff like that just plays a huge factor into it. Yeah, I agree. And 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 it's sad to say because we've been we'll be talking about this when Zion is healthy thing, I feel like forever. Oh yeah. It's like MB. We did that for years with MB too. We did. We did. But eventually MB was healthy enough to at least play in the playoffs at a certain point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like we, we know the injuries coming. He just plays. Zion Zion's injuries be twenty games into the season. Yeah. And he done. And, and, and we haven't seen him come back. In like almost yeah, hundred like, days now, there was almost there were times where I remember he was maybe he was hurt, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like there was whispers about is he hurt, and then it would be like, oh yeah, he's, we're gonna shut him down for a couple games, and he would never play again. Yeah, like, remember they were like again. we had to reteach him how to walk and jump, and I'm just like okay, and B never had to go. Kinda, we never had to go through that. What kind of injury be. does he like? What kind of injury yeah. is this guy having? We never had to deal with that. Wouldn't be like again. People are going to come at us for even mentioning Sixers talk. Was like, your best player it's hasn't gone to conference. Yeah, but not we're us. not. It's Don't not. Say, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Stop saying us. I never mentioned one word about them bums. No, no, no. I'm just saying, when we ever you mention another. Uh, no, not another. Whenever you mention Embiid, and we, it, it seems like we're biased Dude. talking about him, but I'm just talking about his injury ah. itself. Dude's no, hurt. No, no, you, Dude's you're, you're, missing, hurt. you're missing my point. I understand the point you're trying to make. I'm saying, stop saying us. Say when you, as no, 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 no. first person, don't no, no, no. me into this. No, no. I got no words for them bums. <laughs> now you got no words. We got episodes where you mentioned them before. I have none currently. Oh, currently. All right. I like how you switched that up. But no, it's just uh, injuries for bags derail the game so badly. Oh, well, nice. But they derail the game so badly. For Zion's case, it just followed the same pattern as in B's case where guys get hurt, and it's just always that question and that stigma. Anthony Davis is on that list now, too. Like, we noticed, like, he was in the beginning of his career, but now he is. He's on that list of guys where if they get hurt, how long do they last before either get shut down or you're missing 25-plus games? And that's just like, for the Pelicans, that's their kryptonite. And when you're talking about the Western Conference, that's the worst kryptonite to have. Because West of the conference is just too stacked. It's just too deep. Like, Chris, you, you already just mentioned to me, like, the Mavs. I, I said the Mavs make the playoffs. I forgot they didn't make I mean, I knew they didn't make it. But we're going to have to drag you the playoffs again. They're going to be fighting hard to make the playoffs. They, they can't really – they can't take any break or breather this season. And that's, that's going to say for a lot of other West of the conference teams, you're not named, let's say, the, the Nuggets or what, even the Lakers. I think the Lakers have a very deep roster. Everybody else, oh, you fighting. You competing. 
You you gotta go every game. This, like basketball doesn't start till Christmas, but y'all y'all gonna need these before Christmas game wins. Y'all gonna need the the record to be a little bit polished and poised before you go into Christmas. Because if it's not, that could make you susceptible to being a playing seed. That, yeah, that's just how it is. And that has, that's how it was in the West last year. Yep. Where it was like the difference between like three and eight was like a game and a half. Like think about after the All-Star break, Chris, like team the the Warriors tanked a couple games because they were like, dang. We're like anywhere we go in this Western Conference, we're facing somebody way too hard for us in the first round. They had what the three seat was the Kings, four seat was the Suns, five seat was the Clippers, and then they had they they were the six seed. They were like, if we anywhere we shake this, where we we much we gotta either play very hard, but win enough games to either go against the Kings, and that's our best. That's the team we gotta play. Best comp travel conditions are better for us. And then it was like, we don't want to see the Suns and Clippers first round. We don't we don't want to see either of those teams in the first round. And that's how the West is going to shake up for a, at least another year, where nobody's going to want to see a certain team in the first round because you just know it's going to be a dogfight, and that's not what you want. That's why they have the seeding. One wants to play AFC team. I'm not saying it's a cakewalk, but you know you're going to play a little comp, but you get to like do what you got to do. That's why the Nuggets are like, yeah. They, I think a couple guys on Nuggets were like, yeah, the, the Timberwolves were one of our hardest comps, but y'all cooked them 5-1. So y- y'all got a nice breather into the second round. Like, just think about that. Nice breather. A team like the Warriors or the Lakers went to six or seven. The next series, six or seven. The next series, six or seven. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was a lot. And that's just a lot on the body and, the, and on how these athletes are going into the playoffs. So, yeah, you're you going to need these extra games this season in the Western Conference. You're going to need to win what you got to win. So, Oh, yeah, every game, playoff game. Fringe teams is for sure the Mavs, Pelicans, uh, Thunder and uh, 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 I'm sorry, Timberwolves. Those are like the four fringe teams. What about the Jazz? That are just like I might have to take Jazz out. Like I might, I might just have to. Like again, the Jazz really surprised us last year. We thought the tank was there. We 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 were we were just locked in to begin the season. Oh, the Jazz still, tank is for real. I still think the, the Jazz tank is for real. I think it's here now. I think the Jazz tank is here. Now. I think they just surprised a lot of teams last year. I think they just were doing what they did to make Orion All Star, deservedly so, baby Dirk. And now it's like, all right, the tank is here. The tank is here. They did. They, they they know that he's a franchise guy. Now you just gotta start building around him because John Collins and all that. They made these trades. There, I don't think they're poised to make a playoff run. If we're thinking about the Jazz, I think they're out. Okay. So, Jazz be at the bottom. I don't think they're going to be worse than the Rockets or the the uh, Trailblazers. But it's, again, bottom teams are bottom teams. I don't who's, really the care what team, who's the worst team in the West? I think the Trailblazers should be the worst team in the West. But, I, yeah, I think the Trailblazers should be the worst team in the West. I don't think – if the Rockets are worse than the Trailblazers, then they, this free agency was a huge failure because they think they should be competitive enough to say, oh, yeah, we're not winning a playoff anytime soon, but we, we should be at least having 30-plus wins or close I, to 30. I don't understand. What's, tell me – unless you think Wembenyama is going to carry the Spurs out the – Spurs should be at the bottom two. Spurs should be the second-worst okay. team in the league. Second-worst second team – not in the league, but second-worst team in the West. So who's the worst team in the West? Portland? Oh, Portland should be the worst team in the West. They think, should be the worst team in the Portland West. You think Portland is worse roster-wise than the Spurs? I think roster-wise they have a lot more talent. I think they should just be worse off because uh, this talent doesn't even I'm, know what they're doing with each other. I'm not asking you worse off. Worse off than the Spurs who have no talent? I mean, the, Oh, oh I love, no, no, no. I love, you don't, have you, you got to watch Kelton Johnson and Devin Vassell. They're good. I, I watched. I watched. Okay. I watched Kelton Johnson. They're a very good player. I watched I, I, Devin Vassell. This isn't me but saying, oh, they're a playoff team. I'm just but like, I think you're underestimating. I think you're really low on Portland. Like, I am. Very low. Jeremy, I just like the talent they have. I think they have great talent. I just think they, they it's not cohesive talent. Jeremy Grant's getting traded soon because he, uh, he, he only signed to stay with Dane. That ain't work out. They're, they're, they're well, wait, 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 wait. 
if we knew Dane wanted out, he knew Dane wanted out. Yeah, but he took the bag. I'm taking the bag he too. He took the bag, but who's that? Saying? Don't mean not gonna get traded with the bag. The, but okay, but you can't say he took the money to stay with Dane. Well, he won. That was a side plus gig. He's like, oh, Dane might actually stay. All right. Come on, we all knew Dane wasn't staying. Well, you hey, listen, we all knew it, but sometimes you got to have a false sense of hope in your life when you know for a fact you about to take a bag to play with a trash team. I mean, if, if you're going to take the bag to play with a trash team, Jeremy Grant should know he's played on many trash. Multiple. Teams. He's gonna play on two good teams and multiple trash club teams. He, know is, he is a bad team merchant all star. By the but way, but the way hey, listen. He didn't need to do that. Listen, if you on a roster, if you the best player on this roster, you might be on a bad team. Jeremy Grant, one of them guys. And he, I don't even know if Jeremy Grant might be the best player on his team, but he's getting paid to be like one of them. And then you have Andrew Simons. I like him a lot. He should average 22 more this season. I'm not, he should. 22 more. 22 points or more. I don't, I don't, I'm, he's or more. Okay. 22 or more. Shadana Sharp should be 18. Right, he should be eighteen okay, well, points per game. Okay, Maybe, yeah, but, but here's the thing. Here's my thing with Portland. Right, they got a lot. Of, they got a surplus of. They kind of. They kind of remind me of Orlando. This and is I, a team. Ironically, ironically, I'm high on Orlando. Well, you are. Well, you can't say that if you high on Orlando now, Chris. That's just blasphemy to Orlando, Chris. The Portland Trailers is a team that, yeah, they're going to score one fifty, but the other team's going to score one seventy. Well, are they, they going to score one fifty? They should. It should, it should be straight. It should be a lot of their games should just be straight scoring, no defense. That's a lot of their games. That's so, that's that's in a lot of the games they're gonna play this season. I mean, straight scoring, they, no defense. They're gonna play no defense games. So but it's they like they can't compete with teams. They can't win in shootouts. Who's that's why they're the gonna lose. That's why they go lose. But the guys' who, stats are gonna look good for them. Who's the numbers shooting gonna the ball, good. Jared. What do you mean who's shooting for the trailblazers? For the, for the trailblazers, who's shooting the ball? Uh, Simon Scoot. Grant gonna be pulling the pull, but Chris, he just got paid. Grant pulling the pull. Grant's gonna be like, yo, I should be an all-star because he's gonna be trying to put up like 25-8 numbers. Like he's gonna be trying to put up money bag numbers. Come on, which you he just keep, got paid to. Keep 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 naming names. You Come got on. you got Aiden's gonna try and give you 22 and 10 this year, if not a little bit more. He's like, yo, I should be a 20. He was a 2020 20, guy his rookie year, but he's trying to go back to that status. I don't even know who's on the rest of the bench because I just named all the starters. Who's so I don't whatever. Besides all that, Jerry, like I know there's a lot of guys that's just chuckers. There's gonna be a lot of chuckers on that. As they should. My point is <laughs> Are they worse than the Spurs? Like, I don't think so. Oh, I don't know, man. They, they both teams are competing to be the bottom. Listen, they are Blazers, Blazers at least got quality chuckers. Spurs what, um, got system chuckers. System chuckers is crazy. If I mean honestly. If you're the Spurs, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't hate you if you become the worst team in the league because this year's guard draft is going to be crazy. We'll talk about that in another episode. First of all, it's draft. hard to be the worst team in the in the league because the East got dog shit teams at the bottom. They competing for booty for for dumpster fire booty. But if you're Portland and you're the Spurs, you should be at the the, the lowest of the low when it comes to Western Conference because less like again, knock on wood, anything's possible in in basketball. But the Western Conference should be really shored up where we know who the was it 10? 10 teams that should be competing for a play in a play in or playoff spot should be there. After that, you're just garbage. And that's what it is. If you don't make the playoffs, you're garbage. All right. So remember this conversation, Jared, because we are going to do our official straight to the point uh NBA playoff seating. Uh, I'm sorry, standings. What next predictions. week? We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll talk about the East and then we'll do it next week or the week after. I don't know, I mean, whatever. Uh, basketball starts October twenty fourth. That's a two let me see. That's, that's a two Tuesday. Week. Or a Thursday. Mm. It's one of those days. That's, that's a, 
I don't have a calendar in front of me. I'm going to say I don't have a calendar in front of me. Today's the 10th. Next week will be the 17th. Week after that will be the 24th. Yeah, so yeah, and I'm, I I don't know what it is about this season, but guys, we'll do, are right. we can do it in two weeks, Jared. We'll do the East next week, and then we'll do our official. That works our official, for me. You know, straight to the point. Last year, Jared, you cor- uh, correctly predicted. Um, who did you correctly predict? I don't know. You you got the Kings right. Nasty. I got work. the Kings right. That's all I know. <laughs> Nasty work. I had. I think I had the Heat going back to the finals or Heat making conference finals, but that was you just maybe me. had the Heat. That was just me saying it because I looked at the East. And I'm like, man, I'd be astonished they couldn't do it. Didn't think I was going to be right because then Jen just proves how inept a certain team is because Jimmy Butler. But whatever. Dog. Whatever. Listen, we'll see. The the teams in the bottom of East so dog shit. We'll talk about them next week. They that Drake should have made that album for all the dogs. <laughs> dedicated to like Detroit and Charlotte and all them god awful Washington bottom feeders, bo- the bottom <laughs> feeders. <laughs> the- Listen, I'm gonna be sitting courtside Wizards game, twelve hours watching the Barnacles, <laughs> watching Jordan Poole chuck. He should hey 20, 26 points per game is Listen, the minimum, Listen, the minimum for Poole. You want you want to know a professional chucker? Jordan Poole taking over for professional chucker Bradley Beal. Of the year, oh yeah, first of the year should go to Jerry Poole. If he doesn't do it right, that's an issue. That's that's gonna be that's gonna the Chucker is so professional. We gotta call it Charles. We gotta call it Charles when it comes to Bradley Bill, professional chucking loser. Not anymore. He's not gonna be a loser anymore. I yeah, have dude. to get listen before after this year when this year starts. I can't call him a loser no more. So I gotta you can't. sneak all my digs in. You gotta now. get you gotta get out your hatred out now because uh, again, get all my digs out now. You look at the camera and said to Chris. How do you hate on us for not playing great defense when we dropped 46 points in the first quarter? I mean, you're right. You're very, you're very true because it's preseason, but 46 points in the first quarter is what I can believe I'll see from you guys a lot throughout the season, a lot of the time, Listen, if not more. Effort, effort and talent. Effort and talent. Listen, they might have the, they might have the offensive talent, but the, will the, they have the defensive effort? Listen, if what I said about the Portland Trailblazers also stands for the Suns. If you're scoring 170 and the other team scores 150, you won. You won that game. But here's the thing. All right, to all the all you chuckers out there, your team don't have KD and Booker and Beal. <laughs> they don't. All like, right, don't do it. Don't do it. That's not a team you want to get into a shootout with. At all. Not a team. Like, not a team. The West Nothing but shootouts. The East. Oh, yeah. We might see some 80s basketball, some 90s nothing, basketball in the East. Listen, as <laughs> TV 76 would say, nothing but rock fights. Nothing <laughs> but rock fights. <laughs> Transition over to the NFL. Jared, a game that was a pretty lopsided rock fight on Sunday Night Football. The Dallas Cowboys lose again. They lose to San Francisco convincingly. There's a lot of talk about San Francisco ruffling, you know, Dallas's feathers with the F Dallas shirt that Kittle supposedly wore. Not supposedly, but he did wear. I didn't see it until yeah, all I didn't see the, it until it was posted. I didn't see it until everything. Yeah, this morning, um, Debo telling the Cowboys, "Don't talk too much. That rematch might be worse." Is San Francisco getting a little too ahead of themselves? The confidence is there, but they felt they were making the Super Bowl last year if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. Eagles stop that and let that nip that in the bud. But we'll see what happens when they play each other this season. Right now, 49ers should be on an all-time high because this was a game that was marked in the calendar. It was supposed to be a tough competitive game that could be what a lot of people, not myself included, but a lot of people were previewing 
as an NFC Championship game, uh, like a prelude to it. And it could still potentially be. I don't think so, but that's I don't think so because of a different reason. I just think when you look at this game, they got dog walked. Like the way the Cowboys dog walked the Giants, which is a worser team. The 49ers did that to them, and they're supposed to be a good competitive team. So it's like the the, the trash talking you try and do after the fact, which is uh, what what the 49ers have known to do as well. After they lost the championship game, they've been still talking their trash. It just it's just NFL. It's just football. Guys just don't hate to admit that they lost and got cooked the way they got cooked. If you're Michael Parsons, yeah, oh my God, George Kittle had three touchdowns. Like that's on your that's on your defense. Y- y'all got roasted and toasted by Brock Purdy, a guy. A lot of people have been coming at us and saying, oh, he's not good enough or last pick in the draft or he's never going to – he's not going to be this and that. Well, he's doing this and that to y'all, giving y'all the business. They, Chris McCaffrey's running it through that defensive line's neck. They cooked him. And the, but the biggest issue for Dallas was Dak was horrible. Chris, I take back what I had said um, at the beginning of the uh, week one of the NFL where I was like, if you're – again, I still believe it. If you're a Vikings fan, you'd rather have Dak than Kirk. Both are frauds. Both. Both are very finite frauds. Like, they're just not – good enough to win you the games that matter, but they play good enough to look good, right? They play good enough to be a borderline fringe, top 10 QB, top 12 QB, but then when they, the games are really on the line, no, they just don't step up. That threw three picks. I think in, in the first half of the game, he might have only had 33 passing yards. I could be wrong. Again, I didn't. I, have, I don't have the stats put up in front of me, but when you're watching that game, he could not throw anything. It was the worst style of football that I've seen out of Dak Prescott, out of the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy should be ashamed of the offensive play call that he was running. Like, it was just horrible. That Dallas team looked bad. And yeah, they'll still probably have a good season throughout. They'll still probably win some of the games they need to win. But that type of game right there, that should have been demoralizing, not because of the fact that you lost to a 49 team who a lot of people are suspecting maybe go to the Super Bowl. Y'all just got so outwardly whooped that y'all were talking so trash. Like, y'all were talking so much going to the Cowboys fan tries. Fan base and players have been talking so much trash throughout this season. They've been going in after, especially after that Giants win. They've been so competitively locked in, air quotes, locked in, that they were like, oh, yeah, we don't see anybody besides the 49ers. Jerry Jones came out and said, basically, this is the preview of the championship game. He came out and basically said that threw the Eagles under the bus. He was like, oh, man, we're not worried about them. Threw any other team that could potentially just, you know, be competitive with them. Ah. It's only the 49ers. This is the only team we should be focusing on. And damn right y'all didn't because they just killed y'all the entire game up and down. Up and down the field. Killed y'all. So, yeah, the next game, if there is one, because that was the only game they have scheduled on the season for the 49ers. So now if you make the playoffs, does Dak play well enough for the playoffs? But I see why they made the trade for Trey Lance. I see the little conceptual flaw that Jerry Jones says when you're talking about a contract year for Dak and he's playing like the way he just played. Do you pay Dak when he, you know Dak's known for being a great holdout guy? You know, Dak knows how to be a contractual whiz. Like, he knows how to get the, the money that he feels that he's garnished and deserved. And do you feel it's even worth it anymore when the guy hasn't won you besides, like, one playoff game, Chris? Like, that's it? That's all you won for the Cowboys so far is one playoff game? Uh, I think it's two. They ain't, they ain't much better. They ain't seen a Super Bowl. Two, so it's two like, wild card games. So it's like, no. I, again, I, the Cowboys the right now are just in the lull, Chris. Oh, the, word, the right word for that is a lull. Here's the thing about the Cowboys is they stomped bad teams. Right? Yep. They stomp teams with bad offenses. Giants, bad offense. Jets, bad offense. Patriots, bad offense. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Niners. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they have the problem going out west. Like I, Because I don't know what other excuses you can make besides they beat up on bad teams. 
and they lost hey, the worst one. Who? I mean, well, Arizona might not be the worst team. I mean, the Giants beat them. Broncos exist. I think Denver's uh, you, worse than both. You got, you got me there. You, they got, in, they got me there. The, the, but the, the Cowboys do have an interesting patch of games coming up. Monday night at Chargers. Home for the Rams. At Philadelphia. Like, they have, they have a stretch of games there where it's like, okay. But then it kind of cools off again. You have the Giants, uh, Giants, Carolina. Washington, then they have Seattle, Philadelphia, Buffalo in December, Miami after that, Lions. So they have stretches in their schedule. And I think that we need to re- remember when we see these stretches in their schedule that, okay, they, they've played a lot of bad teams or teams that aren't great on offense. Even those teams that aren't great on offense, the Jets pretty much held that game as close as they could on defense. Yes. Cowboys offense wasn't great. Cowboys offense hasn't been great. How I mean that might be Mike McCarthy's true downfall is that this offense looks terrible. Yes. That looks terrible. I like I know the numbers the numbers are what I what they are and they're they're deceptively good but he hasn't looked great. I don't even know I if they're deceptively good, Chris. I, I, I mean, he I came think. in, he had a high high completion percentage, low turnover, you know, compared to last year, blah, 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 whatever. But they played teams with no offense. <clears> so <throat> when they did have these drives that ended up stalling, it never came back to bite them. They had no plays in the red zone versus San Francisco. San Francisco is by far the best defense they played so far outside of the Jets, and the Jets held them to a lot of field goals in that game, if you don't remember. Yep. They held them to a – it weren't touchdowns that the Cowboys were scoring on the Jets. Field goals, field goals, field goals, field goals. Even New England. New England held them to a couple of field goals. So it wasn't like this offense is just the greatest show on turf. Like this offense is kind of sputtering, and now this defense – which was their calling card, got the you know, got the ass kicked on national television. I'm just saying, Chris, though, not even just saying this is Dak's best game is probably that Jets game. If we're being realistic was, with the season, and it wasn't great. It, was best game. it wasn't great. It wasn't that was great. probably his best game of the season. Cause if you tell me his best game versus the Giants, he only threw for 143 yards. He didn't throw a touchdown. Threw for 143 yards. And like that, I understand the, the apologists for the Cowboys would say, oh, but they didn't need to do all that. Yeah, you, okay. you, that's fine, fine, but he didn't look great. Like, I'm just saying. Needed, when they needed offense last night, they had no answers. At all. Tony Pollard looked bad. CD frustrated. Jake Ferguson, eh, no touches. Gallup, Gallup getting a lot of touches. Cook, but they their offense, their offense has no creativity. No it's crazy because you have a lot of playmakers and weapons on the offense. Like the offense didn't get shouldn't be worse when you're supposed to be gotten better. It's as if you took a guy who hasn't really called plays in years yep. and gave him play calling responsibility, and these plays that he's coming up with are plays from the mid-2000s. These are plays that aren't going to play in this style of football. Like, you might be able to get break a play here and break a play there, but you're not going to be able to, to march a ball down the field playing it the way they play. Which is and their, again, and their offensive line, which had been their strength for so long, 
you know, Tyler Smith, the guard, is very good. Tyron Smith, the guard, is a Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, the tackle is a Hall of Fame level tackle when he's on the field. Uh, Biotis was hurt. Zach Martin came. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're if their guys are going to break down up front, that team, that offense is not going to be anything special like, at all. At all. It doesn't matter who Kellen, you got Kellen Moore, Chris, is, was you can see the missing link is Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy's one is the one calling the plays, not their offensive coordinator now. But Kellen Moore, you, you could say that offense has gotten worse without him, which is we didn't know the question mark was always there, but now it's just fully integrated where you're like, yeah, this is 100% confirmed. Kellen Moore being absent, leaving this team for better prospers, has regressed the Cowboys' offense. Defense, they're still, they, they're still locked in defensively. Again, losing Trayvon Diggs hurts them which we already mentioned in previous episodes when we talked about the injury, but the defense is there. That defensive line is always going to be, it's going to be good. It's easy to make plays when your defensive line is so good and great. And you got Stephon Gilmore still there. You have guys that can step up, but that offense is just putrid. And right now, if you're a Cowboys going into your rest of the year, yeah, you'll, you know, you'll split with the Eagles. The NFC splits with everybody. You'll probably split with the giants. You, you may come out on top versus the commanders or mm-hmm. vice versa. You may come out on top versus the giants, but split with the commanders and Eagles. Like that's just the NFC East in a, a totality in a nutshell. But the rest of these games should you're the way the reason they were so common is because they thought the rest of their games throughout the season, maybe besides the 49ers, were going to be games they should just walk it through teams, right? The Cardinals, they're supposed to walk it to them. Giants, they did that. Jets, they did that. Patriots, they they did that, whatever. But those are teams that have the, some of the worst offenses as Christmas in the league. But now you're going into a, a little bit of a harder schedule where the Eagles have a very good offense, solid defense. The Dolphins you play later on in the season might have the best offense in the NFL. Just like, just let's throw that out there. I believe they play the Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs ain't this Patrick Mahomes. They don't care. Well, you don't care who's on that field. But as long as Patrick Mahomes playing, they got a chance to win or lose that game based on just how well Patrick Mahomes is playing. So it's like the Cowboys lost a game where, yeah, we all predicted they were probably going to lose to the 49ers. We just didn't predict they were going to lose in such a horrible fashion. We we would have thought the Cowboys would have showed up, and they clearly did not show up based at on all. Score. Jared, another team that didn't show up again was the New England Patriots. No, they're done. And, ooh, it's over. I gotta ask this question because I've asked I've asked a multitude of people: Is Belichick getting unfairly criticized in this Brady Belichick argument? Mm, I don't think it's unfairly because again, the argument all, all has only been so high rise and. Ho- and and so prolifically talked about because of one, who they both are, and two, like just like, you know, past tensions between them, things that they've done in their own past to propel them to where they are, where, you know, he let Tom walk because they didn't want to pay Tom, whatever, whatever. Tom wins the Super Bowl without Belichick. Belichick hasn't done much since Tom left because that offense still looks like a Tom Brady offense and he doesn't have a Tom Brady QB. It's just like the argument's there. I think Belichick's being unfairly criticized when it comes to the fact that his quarterback is just garbage. Mac Jones is horrible. So a lot of this comes to the fact that because of how bad Mac Jones is and that you've had to bench him now twice in two different games, it makes it look even worse because you're everybody puts you as this, you know, QB whisperer because you made Tom a GOAT. You made Jimmy G look good. We've had other guys, I can't think of their names at this point in time, not named Bailey Zappi, but they, you've had other quarterbacks look competent and well, but now you just can't do the same for Mac Jones, but just the roster's just not the same. 
So I, I think the argument is fair for Bill Belichick. He's a defensive-minded coach that just had seamlessly a great quarterback that made his offenses look good. Like that's that's really the argument that should be said for Bill Belichick. Like he just had a quarterback that made offenses look greater than what they were. But he's a defensive-minded stalwart head coach. Like the guys' defenses aren't haven't been really the biggest issue. Like they've had their stops. Christian Gonzalez before the injury looked amazingly good. Like he's been locking dudes up. Like he was the defense was there. Offense just hasn't been. I don't know how you correct this because the offense just isn't going to get better under Mac Jones. I think it's, they're probably going to move on from Mac Jones. Their only issue is who do you move on from Mac Jones for? Do you trade for a QB? Do you yeah, go try and draft a QB? Also, the biggest problem is who's, who's putting this roster together. That's another issue because that we have. It's, it's alarming. The coach might still be able to coach, but does Bill Belichick, the GM, still got the eye for the guys that – because sometimes – Belichick tries to outsmart everybody. And it's oh, not I'm working gonna, out. I'm gonna go get the the long snapper from North North Dakota State uh, Eastern Division. You know what I'm saying? Like you pulling out these guys out of hats, and yeah, some of them pan out, and some of them are good players. But what's wrong with the with the Alabama guys? What's and we said this a lot of time with Howie Roseman. What's wrong with taking the obvious? Selection. The, the, the punch That's you in your right face selection. There. It's there. It makes sense. Do it. It fills the need instead of trying to be too smart. I mean, maybe get he, your own way. Maybe he switched it up now because think about it. Christian Gonzalez pick was there in his face, and he made the, he made the call. He did what he had to do and got that pick. I think again, you go into this offseason, you should do the same thing. The Patriots. I, what are their record right now? One and four, maybe. They might they have one of the worst records in the NFL. Yeah, one yeah. and three. I'm sorry, they're one and three. One and three. One three. So they're gonna end up one of the worst teams in the NFL. I don't think this they're unless a switch is pulled, the, the a battery is replaced, or something happens where they're just an automatically a, a competent football team, they're gonna go as one of the worst. They either gonna try and figure out the trajectory of the draft, because right now I believe if you look at the draft early, early rankings, early, early mocks, Chicago has the one and two, ironic as that is. Don't know what they're doing with fields, but they're probably if they move off of fields, maybe they just move in there. Ironic. What do you mean ironic? Carolina stinks. Yeah, I thought Carolina would have the one. They don't. The Carolina traded their one. Right. Then I thought they I thought they got it back for the Texans, but the Texans have been pretty good. That's why I was like, however, that's Ooh. gonna work out. Again, you there's gonna be trades in the market, Chris. And I'm not even just saying the younger guys that we the Justin Fields, the potential Kyle Murray. There's gonna like Dax could be available for the Patriots. Kirk might be available. He's on, they're both on contract years. If you're the Patriots, do you decide to go in on trying to get Kill Williams in a, in a Patriots uniform to go with Bill Belichick? You have options if you're really looking. If they're already in it, again, they probably already are weighing them, looking at them. Wait, this is the way, way too early. How does the season play out type of thing? But right now, that team is just it's just going to go downhill some more. Like they're, I don't oh, think no, they're going to win New the games England, that they're projecting. New England might be toast. Yeah, no. It's but bad. we'll talk more about New England and their – potential chances of victory. Jared, another thing I want to talk about before we kind of stop and rep for predictions. Um, the abundance of injuries to superstar players. We saw Kelsey kind of uh, get hindered in that, that Vikings game. Uh, Jefferson now is on IR with a hamstring injury. Uh, eight Devin Ocane, uh injured going to miss multiple weeks. So talk to me about kind of the, the uptick in, like, superstar-level injuries that we've seen so far in the first month of the year? Um, It's some of the fields. Like, unfortunately, you just know, like, playing on turf, it, it could eventually get you hurt and ruin you a little bit. Players have been complaining about it for years. They want to play on the grass. They want to 
play where there's a little bit more cushion, a little less room for the bodies. But guys are getting, some guys are just getting hurt. Like James Conner's also, guys are some guys because just the level of snaps that they're seeing, right? Like the NFL is changing, the game's getting faster, a little bit higher paced, and guys are seeing a higher snap count. They're seeing more touches, more targets, which means they're seeing more hits, which means they're putting more em- emphasis on how much they're running and how many, how much contact they're taking. So it's, guys are getting hurt that you just don't want to see get hurt. In just Jefferson's case, man, hamstrings are just like the one of the worst injuries you can get. We've talked about this for forever, Chris. Like hamstrings, just they, you never know when you're going to pull your hammy. You never know. Like it, it, you can non-contact pull your hammy. You can get hit and pull your hammy. Like, hamstring, it just once you get hurt with a hamstring, you know you're going to be sitting for a minute. So he's now going to be going on IR for that. But um, when you look at Travis Kelly's injury, he just slipped on it. It was a non-contact slip. He had a first down and then some potentially, but when he slipped and fell, you could just see that he was just so upset because again he's one of the uh, main focal points and voices when it talks to hey let's change this fielding situation when it comes to turf and everything but just a couple years ago chris we talked about this in metlife when there was like what six injuries in a single game in metlife right right and metlife has historically had one of the more poorly graded fields uh, across the nfl this is a conversation that's going to always continue to go on we don't know if the nfl is really going to be changing anytime soon but it's also like that conversation of the tush push chris it's talked about yeah, it's talked about, about and, I, and, and and i think that the the i honestly think the tush push brotherly shove whatever you want to call it greatest player it, on earth. it is going to get outvoted oh more than likely it, I mean, it's it, here to, it's, i've said it it's here to stay for i've i think it's here to stay point blank but this year it, there are so many complaints going on there's so many moaning whining uh just like it's just so soft and bitchy, just the way they're just like, oh my gosh, this play is just unstoppable. It is because the guys like just get in the weight room. <laughs> if you're like the, that's all you can really say about the Eagles players right now. They're just weight room guys. Like Jalen Hurts, what squats nine hundred? Like the, the, these weight room. Like you just can't beat it. I love the trash talk they're doing for it, but first, it's, it's first just all, so hilarious. The teams that are failing at doing it is what's making it even more of a focal point. First of all, two things. Yes, their second point is correct. I think it's because other teams are trying to do it and can't do it. I think actually helps the Eagles' argument. Like, yo, yeah. you, you can do it. Like, you just can't do it as well as we can do it. Yeah. And first thing, 900 pounds is a crazy exaggeration. Not a big exaggeration, but a crazy one. It might be 700, but still, like, you dudes pushing, 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 pushing weight. I, if you uh, got a quarterback okay, rushing whoa, 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 whoa. that, Stop, what you got to do? Plus, what does push and pee mean? Like, Man, in all honesty. I don't even know. I was, at this point, if I'm Joe Hurts and you're lined up under your center, you got Goddard, Smith, and at the time it was what, Swift, rushing you forward? Who's really stopping you? It doesn't really matter as long as you have the, the, the requisite offensive line. If we have the best offensive line in the league, one of. There's, there's one of. It's always I'd a coin for I'd us. argue they're the best. I'd argue I, they're I would, I would like to say it, but, you know. There's always we have the best offensive line league. You're just not beating that, and we know we've done it for so many games going into last season. Practice it. Teams are just trying to bring this play out of the woodwork and have never even, you know, used it in preseason or in practice. So that's also a reason why you're going to fail. You just start pulling three pointers, never took a three before. You're going to miss. I mean, I, I think teams practice to play. Well, it's just when um, a matter of execution. When the Giants did it, they said they never even they didn't even implement it in the practice for that week. They never attempted it. They never even tried it. They just decided to do it that day. Oh wow! In in that game where uh, two of their players had gotten injured. That's what bad. I mean, that's what I mean. Listen, that's, <laughs> that's what bad, bad teams. teams do. 
You run a play that you've never practiced. That's what bad teams do. Yeah. Speaking of bad teams, we're going to start with our predictions for week six in the NFL. Jared, we start with a bad team, a very bad team, arguably the worst team in America, the Denver Broncos traveling to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Jared, who you got? The Chiefs? Easily. I mean, that team is garbage. Uh, I don't. I've heard defense for Russ Chris, which is odd, but I've heard defense saying it's not Russ, it's the system. It's not the um, how bad Russ has just looked in the past couple years because he looked so good with the Seattle before going to Denver. It's just the system that's around him and the players that are around him. That that's the excuses that's now being made for Russ. Mm-hmm. I personally just believe your last name is Wilson. You're a starting quarterback. It's time to retire. But who? What do I know? Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. What do you know? I mean, obviously enough to know that they're losing, going to continue to lose, and it's not that's getting fair, any better. They're not going to get any better. That's anytime a fair point right there. You play the Chiefs on Thursday. You're not beating them, guys. So hey, let's let's, let's hey let's let's just knock this one out the books as another L, and let's have hey, let's try and keep it competitive, right? That's the argument they need to be making. Let's try and keep it competitive. That's so right. I got right. the Chiefs. Baltimore and Tennessee travel to London t- to do the UK game. Uh, Baltimore is the away team in this neutral site game. So, Jared, who do you have? Baltimore, Tennessee. I don't know. Baltimore. They it, the the coin drop that I'd mentioned when we had uh, Sergio and Borbon finally just happened. This the offense drop passes everywhere, but just the O line just cannot couldn't hold any for much longer. You're talking about missing your two Pro Bowl Garden uh, center or tackling center. I'm sorry. You're now Odell went out again with another injury. And it's just like Lamar can't do so much when he only has like about a second and a half before he just has to scramble and go and make a move. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they lose. I be, I'm gonna be honest. I think they lose this game. I think the uh, yeah, I believe Tennessee the Titans win. I think Tennessee wins this game. It's not. I'm not saying it's gonna be no blowout or anything. But I think Tennessee, like, just like that last Steelers game. I think it's gonna be close, but Tennessee wins. I think Baltimore wins. I think they use this opportunity to get some semblance of what they. Oh want to be back. I think they're going to just try to use this week to focus on the pass game, getting the pass game right. I think if they become too one-dimensional, they go back to having the same problems they've always had, is that teams are just going to crowd the box and not respect the receivers that the Ravens have. Um, So I think if you're going to take a team like Tennessee, the thing about Tennessee is Tennessee also struggles with mobile quarterbacks. Um, a lot of the games that Tennessee were were competitive in, they didn't you know they didn't face a mobile quarterback. Burrow couldn't move. Uh, Derek Carr wasn't really moving like that. I believe they faced Minshew and not Anthony Richardson. Am I correct? It was both in the same game. It was um, both. Minshew but Anthony Richardson out. was having a lot more success outside of the pocket. Yes. Um, yes. And then Minshew came in, and I think you know, finished the game off. Yeah, they, Tennessee, he the Tennessee was able to kind of contain him a little bit better. So Tennessee not having a good track record against mobile quarterbacks. Plus, I think Lamar is wants to shake off what he had last week against Pittsburgh. I think Baltimore wins the game. It's possible, I, and it's not even him shaking off. Those receivers need to shake off the drops. Oh my lord, Bateman dropped one in the end zone. Uh, Zay Flowers dropped a one bad one. The field. A bad was, one. Yeah, it's a, a bad one, Chris. Like, oh, so those plays are something why you lose. If man, they start catching them, you win. So, yeah, I, that's a coin flip game for me. San Francisco travels to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Jared, who you got? 49ers easy. I don't think Deshaun's even uh, considered to play right now. They say if he doesn't play, uh, 
they're still under they're still deciding on who they're going to make the starting for their backup. So yeah, I have four niners. Is there no, is there an issue with Dorian Thompson Robinson or are they just not? Enthused I just don't think they're played? not enthused with how he played last time. So they're just like, we might have to consider something else. Like we might have to pivot the pivot. So. Okay. Yeah. I think the Ravens, I'm sorry. I think the <laughs> Niners win. Um, the thing about when I originally looked at this game, I, if, if Deshaun was playing and was healthy, this could have been like a trap game. I like this game. It's going to draw one you in. One o'clock game, West yep. Coast team traveling to the East Coast. Cleveland always has terrible weather. Mm-hmm. It could have been a sloppy, nonsensical, you know, Cleveland game. But if Deshaun isn't playing. It's out. It's out. So. Yeah, like Chris. It's Deshaun and Chubb both out. It's over. Yikes. Washington travels to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Jared, who you got? The Falcons, I just like it's crazy that they're winning football games like this because this it hasn't gotten much better. If we're being honest, it just hasn't gotten much better. But they're winning, and I think they'll win this one as well. Like, that's what I can really say. They're winning. The Falcons, so, the Falcons are this year's Giants. Yes, it's oh my gosh, that's like the perfect comparison. That's literally what is, they are. And I also predicted them to win the NFC South multiple times. Multiple times. I predicted them to win. still there. I mean, it's between them and the Saints. They're they're still in the running. Carolina, terrible, by the way. Terrible. Oh, yeah, horrible. Horrible. Speaking of Carolina, they traveled to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Jared, who you got? The Dolphins, easily. I mean, that's a, yeah, we can move off that. They're they're winning that easy. Vikings traveled to Chicago to take on the Bears. Your boy, Justin Fields. Your boy, Justin Jefferson, not playing. Jared. That hurts so bad. Jared, who do you have? The Bears. I think the Bears win it. Justin Fields has played relatively better, finally. Eberfuss has finally realized, yo, just let Justin Jefferson play the way he's supposed to play, not the way I need, you want him to play, whatever. And if you're right, whatever that means, Jared, it means Justin Fields is actually mobile, throwing the ball downfield. He's not just standing in the pocket looking lost and spaced out. Yeah, he's still missing. Or he's not. I'm not saying he's missing. He's just not doing enough when it comes to making the extra read for me. But his floor works better, and he's actually now getting the ball downfield. When you're talking about a Vikings team that just lost their best receiver and arguably their best weapon on the offensive end of football for them, that's going to hurt them a little bit more than one wants to or one is willing to admit. I think the Bears have a very good shot at winning. See, uh, times like this, I refer to the checklist. Okay, it's a one o'clock game on a Sunday. Okay. However, it's not at home. Not at home. And no Justin Jefferson. No Justin Jefferson. And Kirk's the QB. Hmm. How bad bad do I dislike the Bears? Do I dislike the Bears enough to take the Vikings on the road without Jefferson? Hmm. How much do you like TJ Hawkinson? That would be their second or first best weapon. With Jordan Addison. I mean, the Bears' defense did look better against Sam Howe. The Bears did did look good on offense for about two and a half quarters. I'm just saying, when we talked about a team that was supposed to just be sacking Justin Fields left and right, and then throw interception, he threw for 282 yards and four touchdowns. All right, I'll take the Bears, but if they lose, I'm never picking them again. Yeah, I feel like that's the same should be said for all anybody that takes the Bears if they lose the next this next game. Indianapolis travels to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. Jared, who you got? 
now that Anthony Richardson's out, I believe, because he's going to be in uh, with the shoulder injury, the ACR injury, or AC, the ACR, the shoulder right, left or right shoulder injury, I, I have the Jags winning. It was We had talked about it not off air, but when like most teams, when they come back from London, they end up playing pretty bad. But now that you're talking about they're going to be going up against Gardner Minshew in that Colts offense that's still trying to revamp up Jonathan Taylor, I don't think Zach Moss is going to have the performance he just had again. I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but I don't think he is. I think the Jags can win that game. When I originally start, when I originally saw this game, I was agreeing with you with Jacksonville. But the travel back from London, the high of beating Buffalo, I think working back in with Zach, I think working uh, Jonathan Taylor back in, Gardner Minshew in a system that he knows versus a franchise that drafted him, I I think I want to take the Colts. I think I'm taking the Colts in this game. I respect it. Jared. Uh, New Orleans travels to Houston to take on the Texans. New Orleans, you know, a very surprising team to some. Houston, definitely surprising to some. Uh, who you got in this game? I got the same thing. I think the Texans have been playing very competitive football. I just don't think they're going to win the game, though. I have the I have the I I have Houston win this game. I think that New Orleans, uh, New Orleans taking that travel to Houston. I think Houston's a much better team at home. Had a tough loss in Atlanta. Um, but they're still a young team, and I think young teams have these ebbs and flows, and I think that they will ebb up a little bit and play above their means at home to take on, you know, dumb stuff happens to the Saints. You know, like, <laughs> Always. You know, so. Uh, Seattle travels to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Jared, who you got? The Bengals. If they're back the way they look like they were back last week, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's time to start getting back on the train. Bengals look like they, they're revving it up a little bit. I'm liking what I saw. I'm got the Bengals winning. I like Seattle when they when they played the Giants. I think that the week off, I think, will cool them down a bit. And I think that the Cincinnati is kind of trending upward. And it's hard when you like it's kind of like when you're at a red light and the team and the car's coming up behind you with some momentum, some speed. And then when your light turns green, you're still kind of ahead of them a little bit, but they catch up a lot faster and then eventually surpass you. I mm-hmm. think that this with the Cincinnati Seattle game is going to be like it's going to Seattle going to play. You know, Seattle's going to play well, but I think Cincinnati because they're in gear, like we think they're in gear. I think they're going to just kind of pull away at the end. So I got Cincinnati win this game. <laughs> Jared, this next game, I've asked multiple people who's going to win this game. And no one has given me an answer. So hopefully you're the first person to give me an answer. New England travels to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Jared, who you got? I got the Raiders. They're coming off that momentum win. I think it's going to be a close game, like a 24-23 game. Or, I'm mean, sorry, a 2017 game or a 24-20 game. But I think the Raiders win this game. I'm not saying easily, but I think they win it. If the If Bill Belichick can't beat McDaniels. He knows Garoppolo. He knows everybody. He can't win this game. He can't beat his assistants. I think it's curtains for Belichick. I got New England winning this game. Jared, Detroit travels to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. Who you got? Lions. And by a landslide. <laughs> I agree. Arizona travels to LA to take on the Rams. Who you got? The Rams. Have you seen Cooper Cup? Like, dude, oh, you, Chris, oh, you know. Do you, you know, know how crazy it is? You're coming off that injury, and you're seeing almost 10 targets, and six, five of them came in the first quarter? I tried to tell you. I tried That's to tell you. Watch out, for numbers. The, watch out for the BOMB. Watch out for the yeah, cup bomb. So I got the Rams winning that game. Eagles travel to the Meadowlands to take on the Jets, who you got? Eagles. This will be the probably the last 
week the Eagles undefeated. I, in my profession, in my opinion, I think if they prove me wrong, they prove me wrong. But we're talking about the way the season the season's now going to go after this mm-hmm. Jets game. They need to win this six and zero. Now we start seeing some of the losses come. Right, we start seeing them go as a team that's either going to end up twelve and. I think, I think they beat. I think they beat Miami. Oh, respect. I think the so Gi- too. The, the Giants travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Who you got? The Bills. How 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 big do I think Chris is forty two seventeen too much of a number? You think you think that's too that's, big of a that, that means the Bills would cover the fourteen point spread. Oh, and wow. finally, the Monday night game: the Dallas Cowboys back on prime time, looking to redeem themselves, travel to LA to take on the Chargers. Who you got? The charges can when when do we start doing the prime time question for Dak? The same when way we, we do it for cousins. For cousins, when do we start doing we, it? We can start that right now. All right, let's get it. Because like, what does it when does it start? Like, when does it start? Ladies and gentlemen, the official Dak Dak Prescott slash Kirk Cousins checklist is the game at Sunday at one o'clock. No. Are they playing a team that they are somewhat competitive with? Yes. All right, looks like it's going to be a Dallas loss. <laughs> Dallas loss. Take the Chargers. Put all your money on the Chargers. Jared, before we wrap everything up, is there anything else that we need to talk about before we close it up? No, nah, man, this is a good episode. Got it out the way. Again, thanks again. Shout out for last week's episode with Jay. We're going to try and have more guests on whenever we can. Let's keep this ship rolling. Ship. Yeah, let's, not, not let's ship. Yeah, let's keep this ship rolling. Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you liked what you hear, please tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. We're still a five-star rated podcast on iTunes, so if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore Jada Hughes. Follow my TikTok at Jada Hughes as well. And then just, man, definitely follow the podcast. we got big things to come. Trying to get the YouTube and everything just progressively going smooth. So let's do it.